You're listening to the Power of Journaling podcast. Journaling has been scientifically proven to speed healing, increase productivity, reduce stress, anxiety, and depression, and improve creativity. Thank you for joining journaling.com as we explore all things journaling. Hello, everyone. This is Rebecca Kokenderfer with journaling.com. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our topic is how to capture your family stories in 15 minutes or less. And our guest today is Brenda Hudson. So Brenda has a pretty impressive background in this area. She's a teacher, editor, certified journal facilitator, author, and creative writer. She has a master's degree in journalism from Boston University and a PhD from the University of Minnesota's Department of Writing Studies. She leads writing workshops where participants create unique stories and books of themselves using journaling and book arts techniques. Brenda loves helping families capture their stories across generations, and her book, which I'm holding in my hand right now, Story by Story, 15 Projects to Write Your Family Legacy, is based on her successful legacy writing workshops. And Brenda, I am holding this book, and I absolutely love it, and in fact, surprise, uh, journaling.com is giving your book, uh, Story by Story, a top 10 award. Wow. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for holding my book and thank you for offering it out there. I'm really excited to be here. When I was looking through the book, you've just done such a brilliant job making the whole thing easier. You know, what is that saying? How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And I think that you've done a good job of breaking it down into bite one, bite two, bite three. So you've made it doable. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was definitely the intention. And what is the other saying? You teach what you need to learn yourself. And that was definitely the case for me because I was very interested in writing my family stories. I didn't have a ton of family stories. We're not a family of of great talkers. <laughs> um, but I became interested in my family stories. And even though I'm a writer, um, I'm really aware that um, we don't have a ton of time to spend writing and facing a blank page or a br- blank screen can be really intimidating. So how do we get in there and get out and capture what we need to and have fun doing it? Can you give us an example of one of your story projects? Yeah, one of my favorites is probably The Family Sayings. So um, as the title of my book says, I have 15 different kinds of projects. They're story-based projects for capturing stories. And the family sayings is exactly as it is. So looking at your stories through the lens of, you know, what are those family sayings that your family might have? And um, for instance, when you're sitting around the dinner table, is there something that can often come up in certain circumstances. And so the family saying tells a story. And it's a great way in because depending on even just what the family saying is, is usually interesting. It can be funny, or it can be, you know, a warning or, um, you know, cautionary. Um, So what is the family saying? Who says it? Under what circumstances? What are people's um, responses? to this family saying? Does everyone, you know, kind of roll their eyes when this family saying gets trotted out? Or do some people um, embrace it and others don't? So family sayings is a really good one to um, start 
talking about your family stories. Yeah, I love that idea. My husband's family did that. They collected all the family sayings, particularly from his father, and they put them onto a notepad. So on the first pages, it was, keep your head on a swivel. And then every night when he would get tired and get ready to go to bed, because they would go to bed early, he'd say, I'm getting that sinking feeling. So all of those those funny sayings were all on a little notepad that you would, you know, tear off one page at a time. It was hysterical. We loved it. Oh, what a great idea. I'm going to add that. Yeah. And I think it makes a really great gift idea because the timing for this interview with you is pretty perfect because we have a lot of holiday gatherings um, coming up. And that seems like that would be a pretty good time to start interviewing people and collecting these sayings. Do you have advice for people on how they can do that you know, fairly easily with the upcoming gatherings? Yeah, I think so gatherings, um, they tend to be around maybe the dinner table uh, is one great idea. So just even asking a simple question, something that you are genuinely curious about. Um, and if you want, instead of writing, you can record it. So maybe ask a simple question of a particular family member or have a question that everybody answers. Um, and that way you get different voices in your family stories too. Um, another great one is to take a photograph and just with the simple prompt of this is a story of, and then you set a timer for maybe five minutes, 10 minutes and everybody writes without editing or, or stopping, um, just keep going. And then you compare the stories that everybody has, very different stories, usually even from the same photograph. And that also sparks additional interesting conversation. Okay, I want to make sure I understand that one. So let's say you have four or five people sitting around the table, you give everybody, you know, paper and pens, and then you have a photograph. Is it a photograph of somebody who's passed or somebody who's alive? You know, it really works. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it can be a formal photograph, or it could be a fun kind of a spontaneous capturing on someone's uh, phone that kind of photo, it, it, it's just really interesting to see what comes up and it, it doesn't have to be um, anything in particular. And then you just set a timer, you said for about 10 minutes and you say, okay, for the next 10 minutes, this is right down. The prompt is, this is the story of Grandma Jane. Now, don't worry about editing you know, anything, just right now for 10 minutes and let your pen tell the story. Right. And I would even make the prompt shorter um, of this is a story about and let people go from there. I see. Okay, you show them the photo of the person, mm -hmm. but then the prompt is, this is the story about, and then they might start writing the time I received my bicycle, or this is the story about when I went on vacation with Grandma Jane. Right, yes. And then you gather those at the end, and what do you do with them? Um, I like to have people read them out, um, and you can do that any number of ways. Each person could read their own. Um, sometimes you can shake it up and uh, switch them around and people read other people's and you can even make a game out of it and guess who wrote what. It seems like this would be a nice activity too for, you know, like a funeral or a celebration of life. Yeah, that's a great idea. I also know of someone whose um, father had a terminal illness and so he did what you suggested. He recorded, he asked his father this to pass on his wisdom 
um, to the next generation, to the family. And then he made a 30 to 60 minute recording that ended up being pretty touching and priceless. That's a beautiful idea. And yes, the voice is so powerful and wonderful to have. So for sure, if you want to um, record people's voices, you know, even youngsters, our voices change, right? It's fun to have those through the generations. That's true. Now, your book title is Story by Story, 15 Projects to Write Your Family Legacy. So what do you mean by family family legacy? And is that what I've heard referred to as legacy journaling? Is that the same thing? Um, I'll tell you how I, I take it. Um, so when I mean family legacy, I take it as a kind of a written conversation among family members and hopefully across generations. Um, but and that is however you define family, um, family of choice, uh, blood, friends, um, however, however you want family to be. But the legacy part is the fact that you're capturing them so that they live on. Um, we may have a lot of stories in our families and they get passed down verbally, which is wonderful. Um, but there comes a point when, you know, those stories may not, um, survive certain generations. So by taking the time to just jot some of them down um, in this kind of uh, very structured way that is still open-ended to give you a lot of uh, leeway into how you tell your stories. Um, that's what I mean by uh, family legacy. And I'll just add that um, I view it a little, I view it differently from memoir, which is another um, great way to tell your story. But I teach um, family writing quite differently from memoir, uh, which, you know, memoir is typically written, maybe from one person's perspective, maybe it's a book length, kind of a single voice narrative about a certain um, aspect of a person's life, which is wonderful. But um, family legacy, I see it being multiple stories about multiple members in the family, um, captured and shared among the family members. Um, so kind of like that conversation around a dinner table. So then do you compile them into a book that you self-publish? You know, again, that there's so many ways that you can take what you've written and disseminate it, collate it or not, like your family legacy can completely be um, by and about yourself too. Um, but I've had people self-publish little, um, you know, they would gather the different, they're almost vignettes, little stories, and then create a book and, um, you know, for their immediate family. Others put it, you know, they have family blog or website. Um, they do it electronically or they share by via Facebook or other social media. And then some do quite special, you know, more physical handmade books um, that might include people's handwriting um, and photos and kind of more, a little bit more old school. But um, the options are endless. Um, and for me, the main thing is to start getting those memories down. I think I'm, I think I'm understanding this. So instead of necessarily just being a memoir that's written into a book, that's why you use the word projects, because it could be the notepad of family sayings, or my sister-in-law, she created a, a board game that had family trivia questions. So these projects can pretty much be anything, and it sounds really fun. Yeah, thank you. I love the uh, family trivia board game. That's great. <laughs> um, but yes, projects in that um, they are kind of standalone uh, projects that you can do. 
um, you know, I kind of took my idea based on a do-it-yourself kind of craft book. Um, for instance, I, I'm a sewer, so I'm used to seeing books where sewing is the medium and the, the how-to book is, okay, you use your sewing skills and you can create an apron or, <laughs> you know, your child's uh, Halloween costume or a fancy dress. So there's all kinds of different projects. And that's how I, I um, approach this. The writing is the medium. And there's just so many different ways to tell the stories and a story can look has many different looks to it depending on the the project. Why do you think it's important to write down our family stories or to save these stories? Um, you know, we're so busy living our lives that I think it's quite special to just pause and capture some of those things that are going on. Um, I always say that writing your stories lets you live twice. So you live it the first time in the moment and then when you're capturing it, capturing different memories and remembering them and writing them down, that lets you live it a second time. And then the other thing is, it's such a gift. Um, it's a gift to yourself to give yourself the time to do that. And it's also a gift, you know, if you so choose uh, to share it with future generations. I think it kind of gives you confidence and roots to know a little bit about in your family history in this world where things change so quickly. I think it can be very calming also, maybe even just subconsciously, but for the people who receive these things, that sense of belonging, that they belong to something and that it goes back in time. I think it would be give a lot of stability. Definitely. In fact, there have been studies where, um, you know, they have found that uh, they strengthen family bonds when you have an you know, a deeper knowledge of your family's history. And family history, I don't mean dates, I mean, you know, the things that have happened and uh, the values that your family has, um, the hardships that you have, your, you know, previous generations have gone through, how you've triumphed over those hardships. Um, so all of that can help strengthen family bonds across the generations. What do you say to people who are not comfortable with writing or might be intimidated by writing? Yeah, a lot of the people who come to my uh, legacy writing workshops, <laughs> it's they seem to be on one end of the spectrum or the other. One, they're gung-ho and they've written a lot, which is fabulous. And then the other end is you know, nervousness. And I've not really written much. I'm not a writer. I hear that a lot. Um, but I really, I really don't want these stories to be lost. Um, and to all of my students, I say, you know, this is, it is very doable. We all know how to tell stories. I think there's a mystique around writing and certainly around, you know, uh, the publishing world that you have to be, you know, writing is this thing that only a certain few are, are published. And that may be the case, but we all do know how to tell stories. We all tell stories all the time. And when is the last time you were sitting around your family dinner table and you were telling a story and someone stopped you mid-story and, and just said, you know what, that is, you're not telling a story very well. <laughs> like, you don't know what you're doing. We all know how. So um, I guess I, and then the other thing I say is we give structure and parameters to help um, to help you tell the stories. Um, and funny enough, uh, a short writing time and writing, giving yourself the freedom to write without editing yourself or stopping, at least initially, is really freeing. 
And it's similar to talking in that way. So I always give short uh, writing times to at least generate the ideas and get the get the main gist of the story out. Um, and then, like I say, don't stop and don't edit yourself. Just let what comes up down on the paper or the screen. And then try and write as if you're talking to a supportive family member or friend, because really that's what you are doing. And, um, you know, there may be some awkwardness at first or um, hesitation, but it's been pretty amazing to see how quickly um, people, even people who don't consider themselves writers, to take to this kind of technique. We've promised our listeners we would give them some some quick 15-minute or less projects. So what are some of the projects you teach in your book and in your workshop? Can you give us a sneak peek? Sure. Yes. So I gave you one already, which is the family sayings. That's a, that's a really great one. There's also the photograph that we touched on briefly, and um, I call that the captured moment. And that is another one that's in my book. And you, there's a number of prompts that you can use with that. So we used the prompt earlier in our discussion. Um, this is a story about. Um, so that's another one. Really kind of a list of favorites is another. Um, so what are your favorite and you can, you know, just what are your favorite things in the world? Um, you can do it by category or kind of just free for all. Um, you know, it ends up being a list, but the, even a list is very um, revealing about who you are in this uh, point in time in your life. So um, a list of favorites is, is another one. That could be turned into a pretty fun trivia game, too. Yes. Who, whose favorites did we just list? Yes, that's a great idea. Do you have any other projects you want to give us? Like, do you, like for example, do you have a favorite one, an all-time favorite one? No pressure. <laughs> My favorite really is the family sayings. Um, but another great one is the soundtrack. So um, a compilation of the music or sounds um, that are meaningful in your life. Um, there's a long-running uh, BBC radio program called Desert Island Discs, and um, they get, um, well, celebrities or uh, politicians, all kinds of people on, and they are to choose, I think it's seven, the seven songs or pieces of music that they would take with them on the, the Desert Island Discs that they would be abandoned on. <laughs> and then they, they weave the, um, their stories about why they chose, why these pieces of music are important to them. And so that's another great way in. What are those sounds or music uh, that's important to you and why? This sounds like such a great way to connect more deeply with the people in our lives that we, we love and we crave a deeper connection with them. Mm -hmm. And it's not always easy. Right. Where do you start? It's, uh, you know, sometimes conversations, it's the equivalent of staring at a blank piece of paper or a blank screen. So these different kinds of projects are wonderful ways in. Um, you know, it might be hard with a prompt, you know, what's the most important thing you've learned in life? Like I would freeze. I don't think I would know what to say about that, but I might be able to talk about, you know, a piece of music that means something to me and why. I was thinking another good prompt might be, you know, what books do you buy and give to people? I find that to be fascinating. Definitely. Yeah. And I think we all have a lot of questions and, and interests ourselves that you can basically turn into a prompt for some someone in your family. And um, the springboard 
um, is another project um, in my book where it's just, it is just a fancy name for a prompt. So what are the things you want to know? Just ask. And um, that's another good idea is to kind of keep a list of the things that you would like to know about your family members um, on a file in your computer or in your journal. And um, just make a point to come to those questions when you can and and ask them. Oh, I love this. All right, Brenda, we've given them five good projects, tons of great ideas. Do you have any final words of advice for the fellow, our fellow journalers out there who are interested in doing some neat family legacy projects like this? Oh, okay. I would say just do it. <laughs> so give yourself five minutes or 10 minutes and choose a prompt for yourself. And even if it's something like, who am I? It's very open-ended, um, but it's just enough to get you started. We're talking to Brenda Hudson today. Thank you so much for your time. And listeners, thank you for being with us as all together we continue to explore the power of journaling. Thank you for joining us. For more great information on how journaling can improve your life, visit journaling.com and pick up a free copy of our guided journal, 30 Days of Joy.